Eso. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Royal Dutch Shell has stated it will no longer purchase oil and gas from the aggressor nation, Russia due to its invasion of Ukraine. The London-based oil supermajor also apologized for its most recent purchase from Russia. These moves, along with confiscating yachts and other assets from Russia's oligarchs throughout the Western world, are designed to greatly diminish that country's economy, which is reportedly 60% oil and gas related. For its part, The Moscow-based government warned that the price per barrel of oil could inflate to $300 per barrel, which would certainly put a crimp in demand worldwide. It may also lead to a global recession as oil and gas powers much of the industrialized world. And while the U.S. and other nations start ramping up supply to make for mothball pipelines such as Nord Stream 2, it will take some time for the global energy sector to find a new footing. That, my friends, is the report today, as of five minutes ago, concerning oil, gas, and the future. I'm so glad that you've joined us. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. Europe's natural gas shortage, which has pushed prices to multi-year highs, has revived talk of the East Med Pipeline, a Mediterranean Sea pipeline that could carry gas from Israel to European customers. The East Med Pipeline, meant to transfer natural gas from Israel waters to Europe via Greece and Cyprus, was announced in 2016, six years ago, and several agreements have been signed between the three countries on the subject. They aim to complete the six billion dollar project by 2025 but no funds financing has yet been secured for it as yet last january the u.s informed israel greece and cyprus that they no longer supported the proposed east med gas rail pipeline from israel to europe citing the need to well allow for future exports of electricity produced by renewable energy sources like windmills Such was the vision of the Biden administration. They no longer supported the proposed East Med natural gas pipeline. The pipeline's viability, however, could be revisited amid concerns that a new energy crisis is looming as Russian energy imports are sanctioned and even subject to being banned. The East Med pipeline is not the only new energy initiative developed in Israel, the European Union committed $716 million to connect the electricity networks of Cyprus and Greece just this last January. The first step in forming the Euro-Asia interconnector, which will eventually link the power grids of Israel, Cyprus, Greece, and Europe. Also, the Karish gas field will connect 
to the Israel National Gas Line. That was announced this month. From the Jerusalem Post, Chevron CEO says Israel gas pipeline could supply Europe. What does this have to do with the future? What does it have to do with you? What does it have to do with me? And furthermore, what does it have to do with biblical prophecy? That's where we are here today on Viewpoint. That is as current as you can get. That is last-minute information helping us to understand the greater interconnection of oil and gas, petroleum, in the context of biblical prophecy. And so again, I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's always conversation with ever-increasing conviction talk that transforms. The date was March 11th, 2013. The EU Times shook the world. EU meaning European Union. The EU Times shook the world with a headline. World trembles as U.S. becomes greatest energy nation in history. Does that sound strange now? It's true. According to a startling report prepared by Russia's energy minister for President Putin, the United States is preparing to overturn the entire global economic system as it nears becoming the greatest energy-producing nation in all of human history. That is a direct quote from none other than Russia's energy minister for President Putin. Just five years before, no one could have conceived of such a report. The trembling over the future among Russia and her Islamic oil and gas cohorts has suddenly and shockingly now become global. Well, that's not all that's become global. With the attack of Russia on Ukraine, the law of unintended consequences is spilling out to pun intended, by the way, spilling out oil, petroleum, as the premier force driving the geopolitics of the world, all in fulfillment of biblical prophecy. The Russian report referenced an announcement by the United States Energy Information Agency that the U.S. had catapulted past Saudi Arabia as the world's biggest fuel producer and would overtake Russia in gas production by 2015 and Saudi Arabia by 2017. All of that, despite the continuous efforts by then the Obama administration to block oil and gas production on federal lands, just as Joseph Biden has done now. Surprisingly, global fears raised by the nations as the United States became history's greatest energy power included the European Union, Canada, Nigeria, and the OPEC nations, a revelation driven largely by hydrofracking to recover America's largest known deposits of oil shale in the world. The United States and become the largest fossil fuel energy producer our world has ever seen, said Russia's energy minister, Alexander Novaks. And the United States' global geopolitical positions regarding foreign nations and relations and economics cannot be fully understood without knowing these U.S. energy facts. 
Friends, whether you and I know it or not, how can we possibly comprehend the gravity and significance of that game-changing revelation in light of the increasing congruence of history in the making and Bible or biblical prophecy? Wow. Would you know, my friend, that I penned those words in 2013? In the book, King of the Mountain, the eternal epic and end time battle, where he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. 2013, nine years ago, those words were penned. Where do we stand today? It's unbelievable. The unintended consequences spilling out with petroleum will be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. It's all about the great game, the great game that consumes the minds, hearts, and geopolitical aspirations of petroleum experts, presidents, and prime ministers at this moment of history of an overarching or grander significance than mere maneuvering on the ground in the machinations of business as usual. And so what is that significance and should it matter to you? Well, it should. The great game being played out on the international chessboard is of supreme significance on many levels. If it were not, it would not command the attention of the world's capitals, financial moguls, and foreign ministers. It is a deadly serious game, dramatic and profoundly dangerous as it plays out on the world stage. It is perceived by presidents, prime ministers, and corporate giants as an ultimate game a game to determine not only the provision of energy, but of world power. Indeed, the power to rule the world as king of the mountain. For it is said that he who controls the oil and gas is deemed he will dictate the destiny of the planet and its peoples. While this game may be most prominently played out in the world of geologists and geopolitics, its driving substance is far more sinister and serious. In reality, the hidden yet hard truth underlying the great game by which it is known is neither political nor financial, nor even a justifiable desire for energy to drive the wheels of modern civilization or its wars. The overarching motivational force churning the energy engines of world players is spiritual. It is directly linked to biblical prophecy and is, perhaps shockingly, a direct fulfillment of prophecy setting the stage for the final act of history as we know it, culminating in the parousia, that is, the appearance of Jesus Christ, the Mashiach, the Holy One of Israel, who will judge the earth in righteousness and the people with his truth. Israel is and has always been the locus and ultimate focus 
of the rebellion of the nations against the God of creation, the Lord of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But whether such rebellion is manifested through Pharaoh, Babylon, Persia, Germany, Rome, the United Nations, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Organization of Patrolling Expert Countries, or the U.S. State Department or Russia, the ancient and progressive animus toward the people of God called the apple of my eye not only persists, but now incarnates itself in the global grasp for petroleum. Israel again becomes the final focus of the world's angst against the God who now commands everyone, whether Jew or Gentile, to repent and embrace Jesus Christ, Yeshua, HaMashiach, as Savior and Lord. The ultimate tipping point of truth has now arrived. All peoples, tongues, and nations must now choose whom they will serve. And oil will now, in a quasi-spiritual sense, lubricate the direction of that choice and ultimately determine the track of destiny. Again, those are words directly from my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle, written and printed and published and distributed beginning in 2013. How is it that we could have known then what was going to take place? Friends, the reason it's possible to know those things is because the Holy Spirit reveals it. That's correct. And if and when we are able to take a look at history as God's story, and not as just a bunch of disconnected facts and figures, and looking at it just uh, on a linear plane through man's uh, temporary viewpoints, when we're able to see it from God's greater picture, his, the panoply of his purposes, then we can understand why, yes, even oil and gas might very well be, and I am convinced is, the trigger that will bring about the event, the final events of biblical prophecy. In fact, the handwriting's on the wall. It really is. And today, as we announce what has been developing with regard to oil and gas just this very day, the United States, I believe, has announced via the Biden administration pressure that has been put on the Biden administration to cease and desist receiving Russian oil. So the next question is, now what? Now what? Since the Biden administration fulfilling the desire of Barack Obama in his two-term administration to cease and desist the uh, efforts of the United States to be and become the greatest energy-producing country in the history of the world, now what? Now what do the nations do? We were in a position to export oil and gas around the world, not receive it from other countries that are communistic, including Russia. Now what? Could this then be the attack of Russia on Ukraine be a catalyst just as it has been with regard to uniting the Western world against the powers of the North 
in fulfillment of biblical prophecy, could this now be also the fruit of the law of unintended consequences to shift the world's trust for oil and gas, not to the United States, but shockingly to Israel. I hope you'll continue to stay tuned, friends, because what we're looking at now is of such profound significance that it is hard to even fathom it. As we'll see, written, yes, in 2013 concerning these events. 2013, friends. Global fears raised by the nations as the United States became history's greatest energy powerhouse, a revelation driven largely by hydrofracking to recover America's largest known deposits of oil shale in the world that caused Russia's energy minister to report the United States had become the largest fossil fuel generate, uh, energy producer the world had ever seen, and that the United States' global geopolitical positions regarding foreign relations and economics cannot be fully understood without knowing these U.S. energy facts. Well, Joe Biden has seen fit to destroy all that, to cut off the development of all hydrofracking, to cut off the various pipelines and their development, to refuse to allow companies to drill on public lands, and so has rendered us, shall we say, a virtual energy eunuch. Yes, you heard the word correctly, an energy eunuch, so that now, instead of being able to provide the the world, we now must suck from the energy womb of Russia. Where, where then does Israel fit in this great game that is no longer a game but is of profound prophetic significance? That we must discover as we head further into this unbelievable revelation, Petroleum Prophecies. Believe it or not, that was the title of the Jerusalem Post cover story, sporting an oil drilling rig jutting up into Israel's sky December 7th, 2007. The subtitle summarized John Brown's story using the Bible as a treasure map. An American born-again Christian founded Zion Oil and Gas in a serious multi-million dollar quest to strike oil in Israel. He's awaiting the miracle. Expecting one, in fact, said the Jerusalem Post. It's all there, he said, laid out in the first book of Kings chapter 8 in overlooking, overlooked part of Solomon's prayer upon the dedication of the temple, the purpose of Brown's company, Zion Oil and Gas, is to find the oil so that Israel can benefit economically, strategically, and prophetically, said Brown. It's all part of God's plan. And Brown isn't alone. 
The Associated Press back in 2004 reported on the extraordinary venture of an ultra-Orthodox Jew. He had formed Givot Alam Petroleum Company to pursue his biblically-based conviction that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had promised vast blessing and prosperity for Israel in the latter days, blessed by barrels and prosperity by petroleum. USA Today joined the choir, announcing Zion's pursuit of the blessing of the deep that lies under, from Genesis chapter 49, verse 25. And let Asher dip his foot in oil, as prophesied in Deuteronomy chapter 33, 24. Zion's then geologist Stephen Pierce and drilling manager Stacy Kud, with decades of oil experience and successful discoveries under their belt for major producers such as Shell and Superior, said there is science to support their faith in the project. The skeptics are going to have a hard time once the oil comes, predicted Zion's founder, John Brown. Are we about to see that shortly? Well, drilling for oil takes a lot of faith, said Brown, and a lot of money, too. Shortage of cash is the main reason why Israel has not seen a major petroleum strike. No major companies with a lot of cash and time have invested there. So, the question was asked, a probing question, and for some very provocative, is this a pipe dream or a prophetic drama? Is Zion's and Givot Alam's pursuit of blessings of the deep that lies under merely a high-stakes gamble, as noted in the Jerusalem report, or is it a legitimate and persistent pursuit of genuine biblical prophecy to be brought to fruition only at the precise moment of history ordained by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And will the fulfillment of such a dramatic end-time hope for Israel trigger global horror through the unrestrained envy of the nations as Ezekiel the prophet foretold or that would confederate together to attack Israel in the latter days to take a spoil. Friend, you might want to take another look at Ezekiel 38 and 39. The confederation of nations in the latter days, a secret confederation of nations led by Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. God will put hooks in that entity's jaw. Is that what's happened with Russia now? Are the hooks in the jaw? Now, while this game, supposedly great game of pursuit of oil and gas, may be most prominently played out in the world by geologists and geopolitics, its driving driving substance is much more sinister and serious. It is, in fact, spiritual. How in the world could oil become spiritual? Well, it's not that the oil itself is spiritual. It's that oil and gas is used by God to accomplish his prophetic spiritual purposes. And there becomes the law of unintended consequences. Could it be then that this action, this attack by Russia against Ukraine has actually caused 
the whole issue of oil and gas to spill out upon the world that would ultimately drive the interest back to Israel. And if, the Israel, if Israel becomes the focus of the interest, then you can well understand why Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and Persia, which is Iran, and Libya, and Gomer, which I believe is Germany, and Takarma, Takarma, which I believe is uh, Turkey, and many other nations with them, all involved in the intense need for oil and gas, would gather together in the latter days to attack Israel when she is in relative safety, unwalled villages, to grab a spoil. That's where we go next. Keep tuned, friends. This is Viewpoint. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. A global showdown is in the works. History is in the making, noted the report of global research. The world is now at the historical crossroads of the 21st century. The haunting specter of a major war hangs over the Middle East. Russia and Iran are the nations with the largest natural gas reserves in the world and are the number one and number three exporters in the world. Russia and Iran control the export of Central Asian energy to global markets and exercise control and influence through Syria and Turkey over energy corridors to and through the European continent. The great game enters the Mediterranean, according to the report of Global Research. It is the developing story of gas, oil, war, and geopolitics. The strategic course of Eurasia and global energy reserves hangs in the balance. Iran, Russia, China have already been long in the process of courting the Arab sheikdoms of the Persian Gulf. The ultimate aim of Russo-Iranian energy cooperation will be the establishment of a north-south energy corridor from the Baltic Sea to the Persian Gulf with the Caspian Sea at its mid-axis. An east-west corridor from the Caspian Sea, Iran, and Central Asia to India and China will also be linked to this. Thus, 
consolidating Russo-Iranian control over international energy security. Wow. Again, friends, I am reading directly from my book, King of the Mountain, the Eternal Epic End Time Battle, that came out in 2013. Does this not sound like it is laying out the trajectory of history and prophecy? Now, I want to make the book available to you because I think it will, in in this particular moment of time, the entire book will open your eyes to the high drama that is unfolding before us. It is a $20 book, yours for $15. It's on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. The book, King of the Mountain. King of the Mountain. History's in the making. A global showdown in the works. The historical crossroads of the 21st century. The report of global research. Well, anticipating these strategic moves that we were just talking about concerning Russia and Iran, and yes, even China. 20 years earlier, Newsweek, when it was still in print, reported the game gets serious. What game is that? They call it the great game. Always underway. The magazine, The Economist, graphically described it on its cover as a game of blood and oil. Blood and oil. Does that not sound an awful lot like the description of what's happening with Russia's attack on Ukraine? Hmm? The title Great Game is a term that originates from the struggle between Britain and Tsarist Russia to control a vast graphic or geographic area that not only included Tibet, the Indian subcontinent, and Central Asia, but also the Caucasus and Iran. The term was immortalized by the 1901 publishing of Rudyard Kipling's, Kipling's novel, Kim. And now, a contemporary version of the great game is being played once again for control of roughly the same geographic stretch, but with more players and greater intensity. The great game has also taken new dimensions and has entered the Mediterranean. And this contest has been playing itself out violently with intentional and dangerous rivalries. Those were the words of Newsweek magazine, friends. In order to understand the prophetic gravity of this great game, we have to make our way to Israel the epicenter of end-time prophecy as it plays out on the rapidly increasing yet closing pages of history. 
If oil reaches a certain price, the world would no longer want Israel to exist, warned Eugene Candle, head of Israel's National Economic Council, as he was addressing the Israel Energy and Business Convention in October of 2010. He was alluding to forecasts of the price of oil escalating even to $200 per barrel. He said, if we don't do something, the world's largest countries will be dependent on countries unfriendly to us. While the comment seems kind of extreme, the geopolitical reality of the growing global attitude toward Israel, whether in East or West, revealed a current level of animus toward the state of Israel of either restrained or open contempt. But for overwhelming public support from the United States Congress, Israel was nearing complete isolation in a world frantically playing the great game for hegemony of the world's energy supply. And neither grace nor gratitude flowed from the capitals of their world toward the prophetically resurrected nation declared in Scripture to be the apple of God's eye. What does all this mean? What are the prophetic implications of Israel being increasingly held hostage to world powers over a barrel of oil? Well, the answers to these questions are now setting the course of world destiny. Whether or not we're seen by the famous pundits and politicians. And that's why, friend, we call what is happening the law of unintended consequences. The politicians, the pundits, the geo. Uh, geologists and all of the the uh, petrogeologists and so on they're operating in a very linear fashion there's a war out there it's called the great game it's an intense war for control of energy and power throughout the world because it is believed that he who controls the energy will rule the world are you now beginning to see why this would be part of the battle for king of the mountain? Yes, even the Temple Mount. Because it's also said that he who controls the Temple Mount rules the world. So if he who controls the energy rules the world, and he who controls the Temple Mount rules the world, then, by direct implication, he that controls the energy will also control the Temple Mount and will rule the world. You see, this is not just a geopolitical issue. This is a profound spiritual issue. And the counterfeit Christ himself, the Antichrist, will soon emerge in the fray to become head of that great effort. In the meantime, where does Israel stand? Well, the world oil shock of 1973, if you were old enough to experience that in the days of Jimmy uh, Carter, gave us a window of revelation into the vast implications of oil hegemony and its power to manipulate economies and drive political policy among the nations. The Yom Kippur War in Israel, launched by Israel's surrounding neighbors to effectuate her annihilation from among the nations of Earth, triggered a massive energy crisis. But why did that happen? Do you remember what happened? 
It wasn't just that the price of gas went up dramatically. It was that you couldn't get it. And so we had what were called gas lines in America. Yes. And you could only get gas every other day. And you couldn't get more than eight gallons. And in order to get it, you had to stand in long, long lines and burn up a gallon or two of gas just getting to the pump. That was 1973. Shows you how oil and gas can bring a nation to its knees. And the sole, response, the sole cause was the angry response of arid members of OPEC, that is the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, to all of the allies of Israel, including Western Europe and the United States, that had supported Israel and enabled her to defend herself in the Yom Kippur War. The resulting Arab oil embargo caused world oil prices to quadruple almost instantly and forced the rationing gas lines that we just talked about. It also triggered massive inflation in the United States in the latter 1970s, resulting in interest rates soaring to 21%. So if the Western world was so instantly shaken, what might be expected in this decade right now if the balance of energy hegemony should suddenly be disturbed? How might that be affected or determined? That's what we need to talk about now. And probably there's no better way to summarize or disclose these history-making developments in the geopolitically charged arena of oil and gas than through a series of rather eye-popping headlines related to Israel. And I want to share these with you. They captured the attention of the world, in particular Russia and its Arab Islamic oil and gas compatriots, particularly Iran, formerly known as Persia in Bible times. We'll go through some of those headlines. They'll grab your attention. And you may just see now where history is unfolding over a barrel. Russia may have the world over a barrel, but God can have Russia over a barrel. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Europe is reeling over the sudden 
increase of gas prices. It's almost grinding Europe to a halt. In America, we're seeing gas prices rise precipitously. The price of crude oil has written has risen so dramatically that as of today, it is now somewhere hovering around $130 a barrel, if not higher. Gas prices at the pump in California have now reached $7 a gallon. In the East Coast have exceeded $4 a gallon. More than double what they were two years ago. Consider the implications. From there we go to Israel's hope. Israel's geopolitical hope, which also is linked to her prophetic hope. Here are the headlines. And these are going back 12 years. 12 years. And they're going to show you how The stage has been set for what is currently happening as we speak. Oil reserves found in Israel could change power structure in the region. That's the first headline. The next headline, U.S. expert predicts oil and gas rush to Israel. Oil and gas rush to Israel? Yeah. Next, Israel bids to end global oil dependency by 2020. Next, Israel's coast may be gold mine of oil. Oil shale deposits cover 15% of Israel, one of the largest oil reserves in the world. Natural gas bonanza for Israel Possible oil bonanza as well. Next, oil well compared to giving of the Torah. Next, Leviathan oil field could sustain Israel for decades. Now these are just a sampling of headlines all in the same year. So is oil and gas... Israel's great hope and Middle East horror? Just off the coast of Israel, in the Mediterranean Sea, the Jerusalem Post announced in December of 2012, quote, Israel introduces stamps picturing gas reserves. The stamp featuring a drilling rig at sea, one of the ways in which the state records a seminal event in history, announced by means of issuing a postage stamp. While Israel rejoices in newfound energy freedom and a fantastic economic future, the nations have secured what they believed was near-absolute hegemony over the flow of oil and gas, which are privately infuriated and publicly exasperated by Israel. This level of reactionary contempt and overflowing anger for such an unexpected geopolitical disruption to their well-choreographed dominion over global energy resources by Israel, upon which their economies rely for survival, is almost impossible to contain. 
And this enraged fury is issuing from the very nations foreseen by the prophet Ezekiel as the latter days confederation that will attack Israel to take a spoil. So, let's go back to headlines again that reveal this uh, hyperventilated and growing animosity toward Israel as of 2011. Erdogan drives toward armed clash with Israel, oil and gas at stake. Why? Because he covets the gas and oil resources of the eastern Mediterranean opposite Israel's shores. And he was counting on President Barack Obama backing in a military clash with Israel. Next, Israel painted his bad guy to speed Lebanese drilling. Next, we will defend gas fields. That's from Israel. Next, Putin's eyes, Putin eyes Lebanon's energy sources. What's he after? Well, Lebanon is just to the north of Israel. What he's after is control of Lebanon via Syria in order to control Israel and be in position to grab Israel's oil and gas. Now, if prices are starting to fall into place, that will eventually turn into the northern invasion spoken of by Ezekiel and it means we are much closer to the end than most people would realize. So, this brings us to whether or not uh, these petroleum prophecies and so on are just a pipe dream or a prophetic drama. A pipe dream or a prophetic drama. Now, before we... uh, uh, Discuss that in detail. Again, I want to make available to you the book King of the Mountain. This book, written in 2013, nine years ago, is setting out the entire panoply of what is taking place right now and helps us to understand it. But that's not all it does. This is just regarding the oil and gas issue. This is just regarding the role of prophecy with regard to petroleum. How about all the other aspects in the battle for king of the mountain and the rulership of the world? How about the Pope's role? How about China's role? Oh, friends, this is much, much bigger than you can possibly imagine. That is, unless you have read the book, King of the Mountain. It's a $20 book, yours for $15 on the website, saveus.org. Saveus.org, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 7, 0879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. You will not be disappointed. This will open your eyes and your understanding to the greater panoply of God's purposes 
and the unfolding of biblical prophecy right before our eyes. Now, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about how this might unfold. As we indicated earlier, there is indeed a serious effort as Zion Oil and Gas at this very moment is drilling for oil in the Jezreel Valley under Har Megiddo that is in the Valley of Armageddon. Did you hear me? Zion Oil and Gas is drilling at this moment. They have already drilled deep, uh, I know, over 16,000 feet deep. And they're now testing to see what the results are at that level, to find out what the, and I don't have all of the uh, technical details of it, but I, I know enough of it to be able to communicate to you the drama and the seriousness of this effort. There is no question, geologists and uh, petrogeologists are well aware that there is massive oil under Israel's ground. God called Eretz Israel his land. It's not Israel's land, it's God's land. But he gave an eternal leasehold to Israel as the apple of his eye. He also promised that in that land he would bless them beyond anything anyone could possibly imagine, particularly in such a small land. How might that happen? If geologists and experts know even of major oil companies have testified, as we have read on this program today, that there is massive gas, excuse me, oil under Israel's shores, under Israel's land, gas out in the Mediterranean, oil under the land. How? Is Israel going to get it, and when? It would appear, friends, that that time is unfolding rapidly before our eyes. The need, the time, the focus of the so-called great game, the demand of the world for energy, Russia being cut off, relying for its economy, 60% driven by oil and gas. Europe, desperate for oil and gas. Europe now able to get gas from Israel, but not oil. The entire Western world is being tested. China is being tested because they don't have their own uh, energy. That's why they need Russia. So why does Vladimir Putin need China? Because China has almost equal military power to Russia, but has 
1.3 billion people to feed into the maw of a war. Russia needs China, and China needs Russia. And now they are both set up as pariah states in many respects because of Russia's attack on Ukraine. The Western world, therefore, is united as never before. Aspects of the Western world are now through intense pressure brought together as never before, setting the stage for the great intense face-off between the hordes of the North, Russia and China, and the hordes of the South, the Islamic world, and then the hordes from the East, the kings of the East, all who the prophet, who the book of Revelation tells us will beat their pathway in an ultimate moment of human history for the great battle of Armageddon. Why? Why would Russia earlier in the battle of Gog and Magog in Ezekiel 38, why would Russia gather together in a secret confederation Iran, which is Persia, and Libya, and many other nations with them to attack Israel in the latter days? It's to take a spoil. Why would that spoil be available in Israel? Because God, apparently, is going to do some divine fracking. Releasing that oil in Israel's ultimate existential moment to fulfill his promise and his covenant. In the meantime, these things indicate that Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Savior of the world, the Messiah, is going to come back soon. People get ready. People get ready. People get ready. Get your copy of King of the Mountain to help you understand the times and how to get ready. God bless the events. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.